Blog Talk Radio. And hello, hello, hello. This is Helena Margareta, or Helen, Helena Stein Hornstein, as is my name. And um, hello, everyone, out in the wi- big wide world. This is our wondrous world. This world so full of miracles. And whatever is out there, this is a very, very full and rich world with all the experiences that we can have and learn from it. Well, I say well, I look out through my window, and you know normally, as you may have heard on the show, there's a beautiful view. Now, today, it's four o'clock in this location in Stockholm, Sweden, on this particular your day, your day uh, particular day on November 29, and I'm looking out and I see black night. <laughs> that is, and lights, of course, but the sky is pitch dark, everything is pitch dark out there. And today, since I'm packing and I'm ready to take off and leave this darkness and go back to the sun, I'm not doing much else. And uh, about lunchtime, I looked at the time, it was 11-something, and uh, I thought, oh, my goodness, I have to do my walk before it gets dark. Well, <laughs> is that how it is in other places at this time of the year? No, you don't look at, at your clock and say, oh, I have to speed up here so it doesn't get dark so I can have my walk first. Anyway, so it's dark. And uh, particularly about this going back one hour backwards get, makes it even darker, which I notice now because uh, I haven't been here really since childhood in this kind of darkness. Well, I've been here once just before Christmas uh, briefly, but it was a very short period of time. Now I kind of stayed before this and I just grew into this darkness. And, you know, it's tough. I couldn't even work my way. I have to say to my clients, I can only take appointments up to lunchtime because then it goes dark out there and I cannot work in the dark. I don't get that sparkle. I don't get that inspiration if I don't have light outside. Even if I pull my curtains and I just know or I feel the light is out there, then I can work very well. But just, you know, having nighttime (laughs) all through the day, that's a little tougher. So now I am very happy to leave and move forward and go back to the light, to sunny Florida again. So welcome to my little, little show here. We call it 10 Ways to Get Over Separation. And, you know, this is something I've gone through a lot, uh, and, and that's why also that people ask me a lot for help just in times of separation, usually a breakup with with a spouse or with a, with a partner. And you don't have to be married for it to be painful, or you don't even have to have a family around you for it to be painful. No, it is any kind of separation. It's kind of hard. You know, a separation, I would call it just be prepared for a change. That's all. A separation is a change. Yes, 
You can be very wounded in the separation. You can go through grief. I've been widowed, you know, twice. I know what it means to go through separation. I have gone through a divorce the third time, and I don't know which one was worse. Terrible times, of course. You can make it easier. You can make it harder. I had in my divorce, I had a husband who really wanted to make it harder because he couldn't believe anyone would just dare ask for a divorce from him. (laughs) No woman ever did that before me, and he had had a few. So I'm very personal because I noticed, and you have told me this is what you like about me. I'm just telling you straight on the way it is. I'm a minister. Does it mean I'm kind of holy in any way? I'm holy in the way that I know the principles. I live and teach the principles. It makes a heck of a difference to your life, and I can share it with you. So please listen on. Yes, I know. I looked at the stats, and I saw I have lots and lots of listeners in Sweden. This year, more than I've had in a long, long, long time. I'm so happy. And maybe we should have our, make our own show, side show. I'm not going to leave my, my English-speaking crowd, no. But we can make another show after this one in Sweden. Not in Sweden, in Swedish. <laughs> Sorry, I don't want to do that. But from wherever I am and in Swedish. And I know many of the, you will welcome that. However, I also know that Swedes, you, you read and speak English like you were born with it. Now the younger crowd, that is. They know English so well and they read English and books. I have so- sold many thousands of my books uh, in English in Sweden. Also in the other Norwegian in the other countries, Norway and Finland also, but in Swedish, this is the main country, you know, where I spend a lot of time nowadays. So, but not more than in America. I want to point that out. I'm still a resident in the United States and actually like that. I really enjoy my country, United States very much and I mention this to Americans because many times I feel Americans are not proud enough over their own country and they kind of say oh, America doesn't know this no you know America is a great country it's a great country for living you have to make your own fun though but do you know something I'm speaking to Europeans it's so much cheaper to live in the United States to buy food, for instance. I mean, just cost of living, depending as long as you don't live in New York, of course. But if you get out into the country, it's actually a very economical country to live in because you can have a good lifestyle if you have any money at all and live in America more cheaply than in the United States. But I can hear Trump now, Mr. Trump. He will not say, oh, no, I don't want all those people come to my country. <laughs> so, so you just heard it as an observation of mine. So you heard, of course, I'm joking all the time. So anyway, to the separation bit. It's, um, separation is something that you are in. The first thing you are 
influenced by is, of course, the emotions. That's why it starts. If you can get rid of the emotions, you are already on the way that you start to feel. One of the things is, for me, I remember when I went through uh, widowhood, when my husband had been killed in car accidents, then I was angry. That was the first thing. So if you have some kind of separation, get rid of your anger. Number one, I was so angry with God, of all things. Why? How can God allow this wonderful man, this husband of mine, who had so many plans and was so good-looking and so good-hearted, how could God dare take him away from this earth? So that was how my thinking was at the time. I was really angry. And then, of course, I found so many other reasons to be angry about in this process. And I was bitter and feeling sorry for myself. And then the number two point that you have to point, we have to point out, don't be a victim. And that's where I put myself when I lost my husband, number one and number two, through far too early death. I was so sorry for myself. Oh, why did this happen to me? Why does this only happen? Things like, you know, to, to me, only me. And I was this sorry, sorry, sorry for me, me, me. And this is what happens a lot. And it doesn't matter what kind of loss you may. If you lose your house, you lose your business, you lose your job. It's not easy, but don't feel that you are a victim because that will stop you in getting over it and will also stop other people from daring approaching you. So in this also, if you have been fired or you have been going through some horrible time and you're low and you're lost, all your money, for instance, don't go and hide Know that you're not alone. Go out. Look around. And be happy that you are healthy and well. Instead, when you have this feeling, oh, I don't want to be with anyone, I want to be alone. No. Do something with yourself. Go to the movies. Go to a matinee in the middle of the day. Just move. And don't expect anyone else to do anything for you. Just start to move on your own. Sit down. And part of this is, I would like to put it in these three points. Don't be a victim and and don't be angry and don't hide. Now, know that you can make a list. Just start to think and start to get channeled. Start to channel answers. What shall I do? What shall I do? and start to write down a list, one after the other, one on top of the other, lengthwise, you know, vertically on the piece of paper. And you just see a little bit more than what there is for you you, that you can do. But make a list. What are my chances to move on? What is most important to me? And start to have this, then on the opposite side, 
there you can also make a list of what is stopping you. And many times there is nothing on that side of the list. People don't know what's stopping them. So please now move ahead. That's number four. Move forward. And just make a point of it. What have I done today to take one step forward towards some kind of healing in me, around me? And here's the point also. No one owns anyone else. If someone died from you or someone divorced you, I was angry at first because I felt I had an ownership on my love. I felt I love this man, and how can God take him away from me? This was a horrible thing to do to me. You know, that's again how I was thinking. I know how we think out there. And it took me quite some time that when you had lost someone through just divorce or death or whatever it could be, or even your pet, you have to be grateful for the time that you had together and then graciously give that love back to the universe because basically all love should be unconditional. means no conditions, no limits to who and what and why you should love someone or have to love it's my sister or I have to love him it's my father and so on no you don't own anyone and no one owns you we are all souls in a big universe and we belong to that universe no one can put ownership on anyone except for universe the universe can put ownership on us So that's why we have to be unconditional and just graciously share with the world. Somehow it works that way. When you do it spiritually, I'm not going back to some kind of communism where you share everything. No, that's not my style. So what I'm saying is share your love and consciousness with the world. If you feel a certain way about life, you also include, for instance, animals in that love and nature, the environment, our air. We include that also in our love. So um, now, the point number five, go to happy people when you are in a dissolvement of any kind of separation, you are concluding a relationship or you get being surprised by someone just exiting the relationship. Now, yes, be sorry for a little while, but not too long. If you have sorrow and grief and you don't let it out, that's not good. So you have to kind of grieve and be sorry a little bit but then start to build up your life again and go to happy people God is so nice to be happy 
and to be surrounded by happy people. So, you know, when I went through my uh, widowhood, the first one, I was so young and I, I, I was so humble in many ways. And I had the nicest of friends with me. I had the best of friends. I had people show me such wonderful friendship. It was a beauty to live through it. Now, in my second marriage, I was married to a German philosopher. Now, I lived in Germany. And now it was a completely different story. I was a few years older. Not that sweet little girl anymore. <laughs> now I had been tougher. And I was in a country that was, uh, I don't know what I should say. It was harder to be a foreigner in Germany than it was in England with my Englishman. So um, it was a tougher thing for me to go through that. Plus also he had a family really gave me a hard time for some reason. I don't know why, but they were probably grieving too or they were not, they were sorry that he had, uh, this had happened to him and I wasn't with him. Well, if that I had, they'd probably blame me for that one too if I had been with him. No, I wasn't with him. So it was all kinds of little things. And I say this because I'm not an idealist. I see what's out there. And you who listen, you are going through all these same things. That's why I can talk to people about their problems in their ways because I have most likely been there. I'm older than any one of you who's listening. I can say that. And I've seen a lot of dirt on my way. And this is another point in number six. Get over it. Oh, you're so cruel. You're so cruel. I had one woman tell me, oh, you're so cruel. You don't understand. I, I said, yes, I understood. I told you you've been a widow for over three years. Time to get over it. Oh, you don't understand. And she went back to her tears. She had kind of taken that as some kind of security blanket or a zone of comfort. She wanted to be in that place where everyone felt sorry for her. She'd been married to the same man for over 40 years. She had grown children. And now suddenly, for the first time in her life, she was by herself. She had to pay her own bills. God, that's hard. She had to learn how to drive a car. Her husband had driven her all her life. So, you know, you have to get over it. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. Don't be a victim. Get over it. And somehow, which I've also noticed when stuff like this happens to you, God meant something with this. God meant something. It was some kind of lesson. I started to look at it that way when I had all those things happen to me. I started to look at it like a lesson. What shall I learn? No, sorry, that's not how I was thinking. But I was thinking afterwards, what does this, what did this teach me? 
<laughs> you know, who sits and says in the in in the big problem? Oh, what shall I learn out of this? Yes, maybe you have come to that point, but it's hard when you're very emotional. You usually don't get down to that, and the emotions are the ones ruling over you. The emotions are the one to decide what direction you are going to go with yourself, even if you want to live on. During tough times, I always put as a point, kill myself. (laughs) And, you know, it was not what I wanted to do, but I thought, okay, I have all these other, look here, I have over 55 different solutions how I can solve the problem for myself. That would be pretty darn incompetent if I couldn't find any of those 50 over 50 different things to deal with my problem. So, yes, if you are killing yourself, please, it's not the solution. And I say this also because I told this to a teenager not too long ago, and I told him that... Oh, yes, I'm back on air. Something came up. I told him that, you know, what, there is some meaning with this. See what you can learn out of the lesson. Some outsider has to tell you that. But if you don't want to learn this time, it will come back in your next lifetime and haunt you like forever. And now you will be put through the same lesson again. And if you keep on killing yourself in each lifetime, this is going to be your eternity. That's really tough cookies. So don't do that. So know that you have to solve your problems now in this lifetime because the problems will never go away. It will stay there as an unsolved energy within you as an unsolved memory and come back and haunt you in a different lifetime. I do this every day. I know. So stop that nonsense with trying to end your life now. And everyone out there should listen to this because it is an energy that is haunting you. And the only way to cure that is to heal it to fix the problem, to fix this. You have no money? Well, get over it. I've been without money too. I woke up one morning and lost millions. And I I didn't have any little penny left. It was a hard time. I had to get over it and solve it. And I did. And I'm so proud of myself now. And that's why I can talk the way I talk. And that's why I feel you should kind of listen a little bit to what I'm saying because I say a lot of good stuff. And why is it good? Because like someone said the other day, God is good. So why, and you channel the direct knowledge, so why shouldn't it be good? And this is what I'm saying. You have a little core of you of goodness, the light in you. And that is what it means to be created in the image of God. I think this is such wonderful, you know, knowledge. 
So now when you are down, go to happy people. When I was going through a divorce, I uh, had uh, a, a knack to finding friends who also were going through nasty divorces and also were as miserable as I was at the time. Everyone was miserable at the time. And uh, the worst ones were the lawyers, really. Without lawyers, they could have probably fixed it. But a lawyer, without a lawyer, you know, I think most people would have made it really well. But I think a couple can sort out things with a mediator, and that would should be the separation uh, clause uh, in a divorce. That's how everyone should do it instead of going through those nasty, selfish attorneys who want to make money and do make money too from it. So anyway, here is a long time ago, but somehow I remember that and must have been sitting in me somewhere and now clear, clear, I'm getting rid of it. So, and now in the, at that time also, uh, we said that before, and now I said this, get over it and what could come out of it. And I just talked about that. But now when you look back at your life, Look back at your good times with this person that you have separated from. It should be okay because those memories were good. Keep those memories in you. Keep the energy of those memories. Don't destroy them with lots of darkness. And I had one woman who said, yes, I agree one should keep all the good memories. Do you know, but always when I think of those good memories that I remember... Now that he was unfaithful to me, and now I would ruin my good memory. Well, this is, this is tough. You could still exclude those thoughts about someone not being faithful, even if you had a good time, because you didn't have a good time together. And if he had someone else also in his back pocket, well, he was still with you. You were number one. Didn't you see that? You were there. He was there with you. And we forget those little things. And I had, uh, uh, there was a man, and actually I officiated at his wedding, and he was a former client of mine. And he said that um, he had this woman uh, who had wanted to marry him, but he was not interested in him. And this woman, this ex-girlfriend, called up his present wife, the one he had just married, and said to her, oh, yes, I know he married you, but he actually wanted me. Don't you know that? He loves me much more than you. And this new wife said, well, how come that he's married? He married me. And we are the ones sleeping together at night, and you are in the street. So... If he loved you, of course he would have been with you. But didn't you see? He's with me. And this is what many wives forget out there. Okay, your husband must have talked to someone else or whatever is done with someone else. But he's still coming back to you. So don't look at it at a separation yet. So instead of being bitchy to him, be as nice as you can be. The old-fashioned European trick, be nice. I call it, isn't that how 
the French woman, I mean, I have some listeners in France, <laughs> tell me, we always think of the French as being very forgiving somehow when it comes to love. Uh, and uh, I think this is what we have to be, all of us, a little bit more forgiving. doesn't mean we should be accepting of it. And it doesn't mean that the man should continue to do this. But forgiveness, that is so important. And that is the next point, forgiveness. Forgive each other. Forgive the one who left you. Do it. And then I just about most of the time get this comment. No, I don't want to forgive him. No. I send, and I say, send him light. No, I'm never going to send him light. I'm not going to make him feel happy, you know, all that. And they cannot go back and say, no, I'm not going to send any light to him or to her because I hate her so much. And then I always get back to, well, do you want to continue to live with this hatred? Because this is forgiveness. First, when you put the light over yourself, or you just walk into this ray of light and you allow the light to shine and you send this light on, you are forgiving. Yes, you are forgiving. And you give and give and you will for- forget because in so doing and light going through you over to the one that you hate so much, you're giving and you are recharging yourself. You recharge and you give and it flows through you and that makes you feel wonderful about you and you get your health back because when you walk around and hate someone, it will make you sick. I have another woman here in town and she has, she's absolutely going to sue some people for some form of slander or I would say defamation of character or something like that. And she's so insisting doing that. And I say to her, it's not worth it. They have witnesses on their side. You don't have any witness on your side to kind of stand up for you. They have a much bigger case even if they did wrong one way or the other, you're not going to win it. So why do you do it? You, it will cost you a lot of money. Oh, no, I want to have this healing between us. I want them. No, that's not the healing. I want them to suffer. I want them to find out how bad they've been to me. I said, no one cares. They couldn't care less. They're busy. Why do you want to ruined your own life. And she went back with this. No, I want to show them. I want them to apologize to me. I want them to pay the bills that has caused me and so on. And you know, she is living in pain every day. She's living in pain so badly and no one can kind of put the finger on why. It is the, the hatred, the hurt that is manifested in her. And it doesn't matter what I say. And she knows the rules. She wants to give class. She gives classes in the subject, how to do, you know, how to save yourself from, you know, 
bad things. Oh, yes. And now, do the light. Oh, no, she wouldn't do that. And she prefers then to live in this pain because she doesn't realize this is what's making her sick. Doesn't matter what anyone tells her. Not Doesn't matter. I cannot take her pain away. Or God cannot take the pain away as long as she decides to live in this strange uh, environment of hatred that she's building up for herself. So, send white light. That is to forgive. Or this is kind of saying, telling someone, oh, I forgive you. I don't even believe in that. To apologize, to I don't even accept any apologies because I don't think it's worth anything. Well, if someone wants to say they're sorry, and I notice if they're sorry, they don't have to even say that. I notice and I know when they're sorry, and it's seldom that people who apologize are really sorry, and I know that too, and I'm sure you do yourself out there. So. We say it all the time. I say it all the time. Oh, I'm sorry, you know. And many times I really never noticed I did anything wrong. So what you also have to do is to try something new, get new friends, re-educate yourself, take lessons of something. I told a woman, and she was like 80 years old, and she had a problem. I said, take violin lessons. <laughs> More or less is a joke for us both to kind of laugh at. But she actually did start violin lessons. And she was the oldest. She was by then 81. And she was the oldest uh, pupil any teacher had ever had. But she did it and she enjoyed it. And um, she did it probably, I don't know what happened to her now. She's probably way, way up there. But I don't know if she has continue to piano her violin lessons or what happened or it. So um, it, it's, but it's, there's something new to this. And after I lived, been married in one country, I have actually changed the country and started from the beginning again. Well, I always had some kind of connection in each country, some kind of friends or something. I didn't just go to a state hotel. I, I started with, with someone or somewhere that would be good and useful for me and also a good friend, of course. So there has to be some planning. And as I come back now to something, and anyone who listens to this, and I say to young people who listen now, and that is, yes, to study is really good, and that is the number one. But in the end, it doesn't matter what you know, it's who you know. If you can go and make the right connections, because those connections are the ones to bring you forward. And don't forget the connection with God in this, because that is who do you know out there as well. Very good piece of advice. Keep it in your mind. So, um, and uh, then we come to the most important number point. Nine and ten is do the light. We have it already in the forgiveness point. Do the light. And now with the white light, that is 
something that I feel you should really start to do. And light is a feeling. It's an emotion. It's something that goes on in your heart. It's not that you just imagine, imagine, imagine light. No, it's a matter of just experiencing, feeling the light. And that's a wonderful feeling. It's like feeling angels around you. And you remember years ago, and I have it in my book, Constant Awakening, about the 10 rules that I was given from the heavens, actually, that was just channeled to me. And the one first point that is, you are one with the universal energy, and you are to connect with it daily. You know, when you do that, you come into a completely different life. And that is also to connect with the first commandment, one, the very number one commandment among the ten commandments that are written in the Old Testament. Mind you out there, if you haven't heard this before from me, these are not religious. This is not religious. This is just a very practical way to live and to look at those Ten Commandments. I can explain every one for you. And you know where it says, you shall not steal. Is that religious? Well, of course, it's you know, something good. But it's not particularly what, if a Catholic is told you shall not steal, what, is a Lutheran then uh, okay to steal? Or a Muslim? You know, that's not how it goes. You shall not steal goes for everything and everywhere and everyone. And you shall not kill. You shall not kill. It's that simple. And of course, what is it you should not kill? But it, there are lots. And the first one is, you shall have no other gods before me. Says who? Says the God that we now see as the light, the good, the love and light in our lives. When we put that first, and when you do this in how to get over problems from your separation or with your preparation or regarding your separation, put the light first. Put the good and wonderful and happy love and light before anything else. And in all situations, you will have a wonderful new life. I'm kind of hitting the table here. (laughs) I can make a point out of how important it is for this love and light in your life. First, the same goes when you are unhappy or sick. Or when you have these regrets, you have lost all your money and you walk around in the morning uh, and all day after that and say, oh, I have no money, I have no money. Then you're putting that no money, that no money first. That's silly. You're making that lack to the God of your moment, of your life. That's really not practical. So get over that. Stop that. Not a good idea. So we we can continue on that mode, really. I see we're getting a little closer to our end here, and I had um, uh, something more I wanted to say about next time. We're going to do a little meditation in a moment. So be ready for that. 
and it has copyright is why it belongs to the show but you can listen to it and send it to others and do and listen with it the way you want but you know it's not for the public to pay for anything it's for free for everyone so you can share it with everyone and uh, uh, then what else oh yes next show uh, would be about uh, I noticed many like the questions that are answered and send in questions any kind of questions they can be fairly uh, personal at times also not shall I take a divorce if you write such a question I will answer it in general because it has to be something that everyone can learn from and you do that too so but I will do that next time and it is now end of November November 29 and we are getting into the Christmas holiday season and it's so nice to see when everyone is putting in all those extra efforts to lighten up and I recommend whatever your belief is I think you should have some lights up. It reminds us of the light. You know, the light that shines within each one of us. I love that. It's so pretty. It's so wonderful. And now in the true sense here, in, in the darker countries, Finland, Sweden, Norway, and Russia, many parts of Russia, and many parts of Canada, I think, also, and Northern America. I know my daughter told, oh, no, when I lived in Ohio, it was also dark so early. So everyone in the darkness, put up a little bit more light and enjoy this season that is coming. So have a happy Advent time and holiday time. And I hope to see you again before Christmas. And God willing, I shall be back home by that time. So here we are. Now put all pens and everything aside and close your eyes. And you relax and relax and relax. And know within you there is a place called I Am. And I'm now, this is, Helena Steiner Hornstand with background music with Stephen Halpin, if you can hear it, I don't know. And we relax and we enjoy this moment of relaxation. Your eyes are closed and you go deeper and deeper within yourself. Deeper and deeper and deeper. Deeper still. And now, in your imagination, you are far, far away in a place where you feel you have been before. It seems so familiar somehow. It's a wonderful paradise garden. You love to be in this garden. You look around. The ground is covered with flowers everywhere. Everywhere. And there are trees here and there to give some beautiful shade 
to the flowers on the ground. And I see some rocks in one place, beautiful, polished rocks. And water kind of running over the rocks, coming from someone, somewhere way up high. Somewhere way up high. There is a light. And that light shines over and above the whole garden, making it look like it was lit up from all sides. Way up high you see a blue sky. And this process now with the meditation is a process within you and through your own dimensions. You go deeper still, deeper and deeper and deeper. And yes, within you, the light is shining and is shining all through you. It's focused right in your chest area. And this is your inner light. It shines within you. This light is your potential. Your light is your potential. And you feel that you are now connecting with that higher potential within you. You are in awe over this potential within you that is absolutely unlimited. I am a child of the light. I have the light shining within me. This is what it means to be created in the image of God. And this is what it means to be a child of the light. You have it within you. And it shines and you go deeper and deeper within you, deeper still. And you go through the places of new discovery, deeper and deeper and deeper. And brushing you off, clearing you, clear, clear. And we are now bringing down the light over you, cleansing you all over your shoulders, your neck, your chest, and the back of your body. And we're getting rid of all old memories of limitation. Yes, you can. You are now entering a new partnership with spirit you now create a oneness with spirit with that higher energy that knows all and sees all and knows all and you are now creating a, mem a membership I was about to say but then I went back with that yes be a member of this club of no limit in membership to be in the oneness 
with the white light. I am a child of the light. I feel the light. I know the light. And all these are metaphors, what I'm talking about. This is not the guided meditation. This is a journey through metaphors. And all metaphors are charged with energy. And this is what we are going through at this particular time. So you relax. And now suddenly you feel like a ray of light is coming down over you. And I'm brushing off all blockages. And we are opening you up. And you see a future of partnership, of joy, of success, of happiness, of good health. Of good health. And you just now claim good health. You claim good fortune. You claim success in your wishes, with your wishes. I am of the light. And you take a deep breath. And yes, spirit is your best friend. Spirit is there with you and for you. I am a child of the light. You say it, you feel it, and you know your thoughts will guide you. Yes, your thoughts will guide you on your way. Your feelings will guide you even more. So now let your thoughts, your wishes, your feeling all coincide. And you are in the light with those three things to put you on the track of success, a future of love and light for you. And know that any kind of breakup of the past, however it happened, is just a new experience that taught you something. A new experience of new riches that you will add to your account of experiences. And that is good. That is a capital. That's wisdom. If we had wisdom in our world, we would have a successful and happy and harmonious and balanced world with no wars. We are ruled through the qualities of the lower energies. And now, You begin to climb up higher and higher in a higher consciousness. And let's brush away all the last thoughts about negative ideas. And now we exchange all the negative 
turn everything positive. Everything is positive with love and light out there. Yes, within you there is a place of absolutely loving energy called I am the light and this is your way. I am the light is also the truth in your life. This is the direction for you to live by starting this moment right now. That is wonderful news and you accept it as the rule of the day and you are grateful. Very, very grateful. And now when we count to seven, we are to open your eyes again. Number one, you are safe, absolutely safe. Yes, you are safe, so safe. And you have created a new connection with the universe a new partnership with the light. I wanted you to feel this as a wave in your life. A wave with this love and light coming into your life and being the one that you truly are and use it. One, two, three, four, five. You love the light and you trust the light. When we say seven, you open your eyes again. One, two, three, four, five, six. You are connected. You are in harmony. You are in balance. And now number seven. It's time for you to open your eyes and start a new day. And this is Helena Steiner-Hornstein at www.speakingtoyourheart or speaking or Activale. www.activale with C-A-C-T-Vale activale.com and that's also my email address activemail at gmail.com and again I'm Helena Steiner Holstrom Stein Helena Margareta speaking to you for the last time in a long while I think from Stockholm Sweden and next time when we speak with each other I will be somewhere else thank you so very much and take good care of yourself Bye-bye. Thank you.